Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, May the 4th. And we come to you as we have so many times this season. Of another disappointing Phillies performance yesterday. A loss to the Texas Rangers. The lowly Texas Rangers. They come to town. They beat the Phillies. The Rangers were 8-14, now 9-14. The Phillies 11-13 after the loss. And honestly, just a, a completely unacceptable loss. There's no other way to put it. I mean, that was pathetic, embarrassing, unacceptable. For this team... To go to New York and have the series they did. To get no hit on Friday, bounce back on Saturday, and then just get beat on Sunday. Beat. And to have the whole thing in the ninth happen where Buck Showalter shows his team, I got you guys! I got you! I'm on your side! I'm your dude! And Joe Girardi can't be bothered to get off his butt when his guy gets hit in the back. And you know what the team looked like last night? They looked just like their lifeless manager. They took on the image of their manager sitting in the dugout staring in his binder. That's what this team feels like. There's a reason that I have spent so many days so far this season railing on Joe Girardi because the team takes their cues from him. I mean, honestly, honestly, over the last two-plus years of Phillies baseball, how many lifeless performances have we seen from this team? How many? There is no juice. There is never any juice for this team. None. They're like a corpse of a baseball team, day after day. And that comes from Girardi. Like, at a certain point, you look at the manager and say, all right, enough. Let's, honestly, even if it's just to inject some life into this team, get rid of Girardi. Even if it's not Girardi's fault, the firing of Girardi could spark something. Bringing in a new voice could spark something. Regardless, what it is now ain't it. The Mets go out, sweep the Braves yesterday. They just keep winning baseball games. Phillies, lifeless. And we've talked about it a lot, and we'll talk about it more, but the stretch of baseball from now until June 9th, the next month plus of baseball for the Phillies, is torturous. 
The, this Rangers team that they lost to last night and get one more time tonight is far and away the worst team they'll face. Far and away. The Braves are the only other team with a losing record right now that they will face. And they're the Braves. And this team just continues to put up these, again, lifeless efforts. Lifeless. There's no juice. There's no excitement. There's nothing to grab onto with this team. Honestly, it's hard to believe that a team can be this flat this often. You would think dumb luck would give you a little juice every once in a while. Just a a random day that you're feeling a little frisky might give you a little juice or something. I mean, what are we doing here? What are we doing? This is a season with high expectations. Like it or not, John Middleton has placed expectations on this team by finally going over the luxury tax. And shout out to you, John. Thank you. You you did your part, pal. Now it's on the players and it's on your manager. But this is a playoffs or bust year. This is a no excuses type of season. And we see this on a night-to-night basis? We see this? Really? And then you watch the Mets and they just go about their business? And they got juice? And they're getting into brawls? And they're throwing at people? And they are just a eminently more Talented slash juiced slash fun baseball team right now. It's frustrating, man. Like, it's frustrating. This season's supposed to be more. The Mets are six games up on the Phillies right now. Six! And again, it's early in the season. No freaking out, no panic. I'm not panicking. I still believe in this lineup. I still believe in the pieces on this team. The, the pitching's been pretty good. I mean, the bullpen all of a sudden gets out. They just have no life. They have no urgency. No sense of urgency. And yeah, I get it, it's April, you know. But it comes from Girardi. We've seen two plus years of this guy have no sense of urgency on any night of the season. Consistently. And we, we talk about it all the time with the in-game moves he makes. The amount of times he just... You're down a run, and he's like, well, we're not winning tonight. May as well put the last guy in the bullpen in and, and lose the, make it a seven-run game. I mean, how many times does that happen? Uh, too many to count. There's no urgency from this guy in the moment in games. In the way he manages games, clearly in the way he prepares his team to play. And then, obviously, there's no juice for the guy in games in terms of, of, again, you know, going back to the ninth inning on Sunday, I know I keep harping on it, but that's because it needs to be harped on. It was embarrassing. Any manager worth his soul is off his ass and is out there arguing. Why aren't you throwing that guy out? You gave a warning, didn't you? You just hit my guy. What are we doing here? Ump, are you even paying attention? Like, get tossed. 
Show some fire. There was one out left in the game. You get tossed there, Joe. Twice. Twice. Joe Girardi has had the opportunity to have his players' backs with one out to go in a baseball game. In other words, no better time to get thrown out of a baseball game if you're a manager. And twice he hasn't done it. Twice. One time he didn't even leave the dugout. One time he didn't even leave the dugout when Alec Bohm got hit in the back after Kyle Schwimmer got thrown at the play before. The bat before. Thrown out to the point where people got suspended after because of it. That's the level of clear uh, uh, targeting that this team had. And Girardi couldn't bother himself to get off his butt. He couldn't bother himself to go out and have a talk with the umpire. Show his team that he has their back. There's a little fire there. A little something going with Joe. I mean, it is unbelievable. Honestly, like, I don't ever remember a baseball manager. Ryan Sandberg. That's not fair. Ryan Sandberg is the only other baseball manager I remember who had so little juice. Who had so little seeming interest in the game he was managing. Who had so little energy or passion, it seems, in the moment of these games. I mean, they take their cues from you, Joe. You're the manager of the baseball team. And again, it really is a perfect parallel right now watching what Buck Showalter's doing. You know, Girardi's supposed to be a, you know, a perfect blend of the old and new school, right? Old school baseball guy. Long career. Played for World Series winning teams. Then manages in New York. This guy's supposed to be tough. He's supposed to be a baseball dude. And it looks like he doesn't even want to be here. It looks like he's not even invested in the games he's managing in. And we have seen no blend of the new and the old. We've seen crappy new. We've seen little olds. We've seen none of the stuff that Buck Showalter's brought to the Mets. None of this us against the world that he's cultivated. I mean, again, that team goes out wanting to fight every team they play on a night-to-night basis. That's managing. That's managing right there. Buck Showalter's taking a group of, uh, you know, the highest payroll in baseball by miles. Shout out to Steve Cohen. I mean, credit where due. That guy's like, money? No problem. DFA Cano? Oh, $39 million hit? Sure. No big. I'll take it. I don't care. Steve Cohen. Good for you, buddy. We need more Steve Cohens in baseball. I can't believe I'm saying that. We need more managers who are, or more owners who are willing to just spend and not be, uh, cry poor when they're not poor, you know. And obviously, John Middleton doing a nice job this off season, but like, like Oakland and Pittsburgh and all these Cincinnati, these trash franchises that are just, you know, gutting their rosters to save money. I mean, they're all disgraced to baseball. We need more Steve Cohens. I can't believe I'm saying that, but it's true. Regardless, uh, you know, money's no object. They put together this massive team, and Buck Showalter has taken the, all these personalities, all these high-priced guys, and he's got them all fighting for each other. He's got them ready to empty the, the dugout when, when the slightest provocation happens. The team feels like they, they're a, a team, an actual team. This Phillies team does not. At no point have they felt like a 
a group of guys who are on the same page fighting towards the same goal, right? I mean, when when does that happen? When have we felt that? Instead, you know, we feel like it's a it's a group of dudes who go out on a field together every day. There's no connection, no fire, no juice, no excitement. And again, it's been like that for years. I mean, the entirety of the Joe Girardi tenure has been this baseball team. Some amalgamation of this baseball team. A team that never seems to have any juice. Never can build on anything from night to night. Never can take something and use it as fuel. A team that continues to suck on the road. Continues to lose big spots, lose in big spots, come up small in big games. A team that just feels like they have no fight in them. That's that's what they feel like. They feel like a team that has no fight. (laughs) Yeah, I keep going back to lifeless. Like, that's the word. The amount of lifeless performances we've seen under Joe Girardi is astounding. And again, to go back to last night, to lose to the Rangers at home. You have this series against the Mets. You should be chomping at the bit to get back on the field and 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 win a series, win some games, and say, crap, we missed that opportunity. Let's go out and do better. Because you know what? The Mets are coming to town the rest of this week. We got two against the Rangers. We need to win. We need to win these games. You see any of that. Instead, they get a day off. They come home. And they get beat by the freaking Rangers in a game where the Rangers weren't great. The Rangers tried to help the Phillies out. They did. They tried. And it didn't matter because the Rangers won. Let's go through the game. We'll get back to this quickly just to knock it out. Phillies lose 6-4. Frustrating game across the board. Ranger didn't have his best stuff. Ranger not a great outing. Goes five innings, three runs, six hits, two walks. Three strikeouts. Just didn't have it last night. Wasn't like awful, awful, but certainly was not good. Um, Gave up five runs total. uh, Three earned, but he was pretty bad. Let's be honest. Ranger just didn't have it last night. Just didn't have it. And that'll happen. You know, he's still working his way back to being fully where he needs to be after the summer shirt and spring training and all that. But a disappointing outing. Phillies go down 2-0 in the first. They tie it back up on a Hoskins double, which was really bad fielding by Nick Solak. In left field, a uh, infielder by trade, Nick Solak. Um, you know, the Phillies ask. Um, and then the Phillies take the lead 3-2 on a DD single with two outs. A nice little rip up the middle in the air. Kind of just gets over the second baseman. Or the shortstop playing second base. I can't remember how big the shift was at that point. But um, ends up being a single 3-2. And, and you're like, okay. You're a tough first inning, but we back. And then it just fell downhill. A homer in the fourth. Two more in the sixth. Three more in the six, excuse me. It's 6-3. JT would add a homer in the eighth to make it 6-4. to four. The Phillies had a real chance in the seventh. Real opportunity to score some runs and did not get it done. As yet again, they disappointed. Sir Anthony gave up run, didn't look great. It was whatever. Nick Nelson, two good innings. Andrew Bellotti looked pretty nasty in his inning. Schwarber back in the leadoff spot last night. And, of course, he responds with an 0-5 for 5 with two strikeouts. It's just like, of course, of course. Alec Bohm, really good night from Bomer. Couple hits, um, scored a run. JT had two hits in the homer. Didi a couple hits. Veerling couple hits. Had a nice hit late, um, but just not enough. Just not enough uh, from this baseball team. Is yet again, yet again they they just find a way to 
come up small. Because that's what they did. They came up small in a game they had to have against a inferior opponent. An inferior... How, how many times does that happen? How many times does that happen under Joe Girardi? How many baseball games, how many series have they lost to bad teams under Joe Girardi? Too many to count? I agree. And we're not even going to go through it because it seems like a million. <sighs> Miami, Colorado. I mean, losing this game to the Rangers. That was a... Uh, you come into this series, you're saying, we have to take both of these games. We have to beat the Rangers twice. Because the Rangers are bad. They're a bad baseball team. They're going to finish this season with 60-something wins. They're bad. They're a bad team. And after this, you get the Mets, the Mariners, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Dodgers, the Braves, the Mets, the Giants, the Angels, the Brewers. That's the stretch of baseball the Phillies have coming up. <laughs> Um, I always see June 1st is the time I start to really pay attention to the standings. And even then, I, you know, a lot of people say it's too early. A lot of people say it's too small sample size. You know, you don't really. And look, last year would have been a good example of that. As we've talked about many times, the Braves were under 500 until August. So it is not always a clear indicator. Now, to be fair, last year there wasn't a team running away with the NL East early like the Mets are. That's a concern, Right. Last year, the Braves could be that far under 500 because they didn't have to climb as far to win that division. Now, their wild cards are other ways in, but if you're talking about the division, nerve-wracking. And regardless to my initial point about June, um, like this is a stretch of baseball where where we could look up on June 1st and the Phillies have, have dug themselves too big a hole. That's the concern. That's the fear. I've been preaching it's early, don't panic, and I'm still there. You know, they're 11 and 13. Relax. Are the Mets way better than I thought they'd be? Yeah. Does that suck? Yeah. Is that concerning? You betcha. But am I panicking? No. It is May the 4th. It's okay. We're okay. I'm good. But I'll tell you, I might be panicking in a month. If this continues, if this brand of baseball continues, we're going to be looking at a team that's five to ten games under. By June 1st. Because they ain't beating all those teams if they keep playing this way. They're not. I mean, they're not winning series as it is. They've won two series this season. They won the first series against Oakland, and then they swept the Rockies for at home. That's it. They've lost every other series. You know, at best they can split this two-gamer with the Rangers. They've won two series this season. And one was against the Rockies. have a above 500 record, but you know we're not a good baseball team, as we saw. I mean, it was not just a sweep. They won a series where the other team gave them the games as much as any I've ever seen. So how much credit do you get for that? Other than that, they've been a bad baseball team. They've been a bad baseball team. And I, I, like for me, it comes back to Girardi. Last night, by the way, I forgot to mention quickly, Nick Castellanos not in lineup. His wife was in labor. I hope everything goes great there. Congrats, Mazel, all that stuff. Um, should be back soon, obviously. Um, but, you know, Castellanos comes here. Schwarber comes here. This lineup is stacked. You got the former, you know, the last year's MVP in it and all that stuff. And, and this is the brand of baseball we see. And I am concerned about this month coming up. I am. I'm not concerned about where they are right now from a record perspective. 
But I'm concerned about what I'm seeing from them, and I'm concerned that they're playing this way heading into their toughest stretch of the season. A stretch that could dig them a hole that could be too far to come out of. And again, I doubt that by June 1st they've dug a hole big enough where they can't get back into the wild card chase. But they could absolutely dig a hole where they can't get back in the LEs by June 1st. They're six games back right now today. Six games. They got seven more against the Mets over the next month, including four this weekend. What makes you think they're going to win more than they lose of those? Let's say, let's say they go three and four over the seven games against the Mets, forgetting everything else, but let's say they go three and four. Then they're seven games back. That simple, that quick. And going three and four is, you know, shooting pretty high considering they're two and six against the Mets this season. Or two and four, excuse me. Two and six. Jeez. Two and four. Still not good. It's just, it's bad. Honestly, like, I don't know how long you can wait to make a move on Girardi. I don't know. Again, if this keeps up. Obviously, if they start playing better and winning, discussion over. But, you know, to the point I made earlier, this is a make-or-break season for this team. This is a chips in the middle of the table. The Phillies have gone all in on this year for all intents and purposes. Again, John Middleton went over the luxury tax for the first time ever. They're in. They are committed. This is a year to make the playoffs. How long do you wait? How long do you wait? Again, even if it's something where it's not a, you know, there are 50 reasons I would fire Drury, but even if it's not based on those reasons, just based on the idea that what else can we do to give this team a jolt? Right? At a certain point, as the season starts to slip away, you have to act, right? You have to stop that. Do something to stop it. And the classic, obvious, clear move for that is to fire your manager and infuse some life into the team. We'll see. I mean, we're not there yet, but I don't know how long you go. I think it's going to be fascinating to watch, honestly, because there's a lot at play from a motivational perspective here. You know, a Phillies team that is all in, John Middleton going over the tax, Joe Girardi being in the last season of his contract. Dave Dombrowski not signing him to that contract in the first place. Dave Dombrowski choosing not to give him a new contract this offseason. There's a lot to look at and say, hmm, I wouldn't be shocked if they made a move on Girardi. Now, there are only two games under 500, and I think as fans, we react a little more passionately to each and every game. I think, you know, when you're in the sport, you know it's a marathon, you know how long it is, you know that, you know, maybe you don't overreact to things as, as we do as consistently. You know, that's what we do. But they have eyes. <laughs> they have eyes. They're watching this. They're seeing it too. I mean, if it's, if it's blatantly evident to us that this team is coming out with no juice, no life, I'm guessing Dave Dombrowski in the front office sees it too. And I'm guessing they know the interior stuff of it, that, that how it's all working out and all that. And I think at a certain point, we're going to get there if the Phillies don't get better. I, I do think Joe Girardi is on the proverbial hot seat. And, I, you know, I don't think it's super hot yet, but I think it's a little warm. You know, I think you can feel it a little bit. So 
Phillies need to turn it around. And again, they've got their toughest stretch of baseball coming up. And last night was just an unforgivable loss. Really, just truly unforgivable. Well, better beat the Rangers tonight, am I right? <laughs> better. Wheeler on the hill against Martin Perez, who's been good for the Rangers, but uh, Wheeler coming off his best eye in the season. Uh, must win tonight, I mean, as far as April, oh, excuse me, May baseball goes, it's up there. Um, and then this weekend, you know, four against the Mets, which we'll obviously get into more tomorrow, but Nola versus Walker, Gibson versus Scherzer, Eflin versus Bassett, Suarez versus Grasco. That's tough, man. That's tough. Yet again, no Wheeler for the series, and they get Scherzer. Scherzer, Gibby. Mmm, not great. Bassett's been great for them going up against Eflin. Mmm. Yeah, I'm not super optimistic about the series. You know, it's nerve-wracking. And the Mets are better right now. They're just a way better baseball team so far this season. So, Big stuff. Gotta win tonight. Like, just freaking win tonight. Wheeler, they, we need you desperately to just go out and be awesome. We know you can. Please do that because, yeah, must-win game. Uh, you know, we can't be here talking tomorrow about another loss to the Rangers. I can't do it. I won't do it. Either way, I will be here. They better win. Either way, we'll be back. We'll preview the series of the Mets. We'll do all that good stuff. And, you know, hopefully this team finds a little juice, a little life, gets going, because we definitely need more from this team. All right. Uh, whatever happens tonight, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. Until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t